It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This is the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. And welcome to the best show on your radio. It is Freddie and Harry. Thank you very much. He is Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman. Appreciate you joining us on the ESPN app. Sirius X and Channel 80. And always, 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 always tell that smart speaker of yours to play ESPN radio. Keep weighing in on the Freddie and Harry call in line. Can't wait to hear what you have to say about Championship Sunday and how we got the Chiefs and 49ers meeting each other in the Super Bowl 13 days from now. Hit us up at 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Before I tell you the word that you can put together with the Baltimore Ravens in the first half and the Detroit Lions in the second half and why both of those teams lost on Championship Sunday, check out what LeJarrius Sneed of the Kansas City Chiefs had to say about why he believes his team, Kansas City, was able to have so much success when they took on the Baltimore Ravens yesterday. He basically said that, man, they didn't even think about us. I can honestly say this, man. They was looking past us. They was already at the Super Bowl. Like I say, they act like they wasn't worried about us at all. Mm. But, you know, we had the mindset in that we got to handle this game. And they didn't have the mindset. And they're a great team. Great coaches and great everything around the organization. Like I say, man, we just came with a different mindset than them. That's what he said last night, Harry Douglas, on ESPN Radio Primetime. Happens at times, right? When you're the Baltimore Ravens and you're not accustomed to being in that situation and you're going against a Kansas City Chiefs football team that understands what that situation is like and what it's supposed to be and how you got to have Zoom focus on the task at hand and the task at hand only. At some at some point, if you're Baltimore, you might stray away and already be looking ahead at the Super Bowl. How? Make, making arrangements, right? Because you, you, you figure out how phenomenal you've been the entire season. Yeah. Right. And you start to feel yourself a little bit. You start to hear all the great things that people are saying about you and, you know, about the Kansas City Chiefs as well. You Mm -hmm. see they're the most beatable team uh, ever since Patrick Mahomes became a starting quarterback. You see the drops that they've had. You think about all these things if you're the Baltimore Ravens. Right. And if how. But but check check this out, though. If 99 percent of you are thinking about that game and one percent of you are thinking about. The Super Bowl, that's 1% too much, in my opinion. Amen, because if I'm the Baltimore Ravens, it was only the third championship game being held in that city. They had not had a championship game in the city of Baltimore since 1970. I can say confidently, the only person part of the staff that was at, alive at that time was me. And I was four years of age. I know Shannon Penn wasn't alive. I know Devin Kane wasn't alive. I know Harry Douglas wasn't alive. That was the last time that city had hosted a championship game. The Baltimore Ravens, in their short history in the NFL, had never hosted a championship game in that city. If anything, there is no way I'm looking past anybody, especially when the big old bad wolf, known as Patrick Mahomes in Kansas City, was coming to your building. But let let me take you behind the curtains, not just you, just everybody, right? Where you're in that moment and you have a lot of family and you could potentially be going to the Super Bowl Mm -hmm. and you got people around you. Hey, Mm -hmm. what's the plans? What's the travel arrangements? That whole nine. Mm -hmm. If you're making those travel arrangements Mm -hmm. beforehand, that means you're thinking about it beforehand. I'm glad you explained that to me to quote the great line by Denzel Washington in the movie Philadelphia, like I'm a six-year-old. Because I, because seriously, 
I mean, and that, I, I, I understand human nature. I'm a big believer in body language, all those kind of nonverbal cues, verbal cues, everything. But if you're the Baltimore Ravens, if you're John Harbaugh, if you're Lamar Jackson, and Legereus Sneed of the Kansas City Chiefs, he would not put that out there if he didn't realize what he saw and what he heard before and during that game or leading up to it. He was like, wait a minute, they're, they're looking past us? The last time I checked, we've been here. Y'all ain't been here. It's the first time y'all been here. And now we're coming to your building and we're, we're a foregone conclusion that you're going to get to the Super Bowl? That's why they played like that T word I've used with them and also Detroit in the second half. And that word was tight. Based on what I just heard from LeJarrius Sneed, man, they were looking past us. They didn't think they were going to lose that game at all. They said, man, we're going to talk our talk. We're going to have our field goal kicker play Jedi mind tricks against Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey when they're trying to warp in the end zone, and he's going to put the kicking tee there, and he's straightening out and, and, and lengthening himself and stretching and all that other stuff. They did not believe for one second that they were going to lose to Kansas City. And the Detroit Lions did not believe they were going to lose to San Francisco 49ers when they were 21-7 to because both of those teams did not think those teams were tough enough to beat them. The Lions did not think that Brock Purdy was tough and man enough to beat them in the second half, and he flipped them aside their head. And then the Baltimore Ravens said, man, we can bully them. Man, they look nice in those uniforms. Yeah, you, we know you got the Butterscotch brother, known as Patrick Mahomes, but y'all ain't that tough. We know we're tough. And then in the first half, these guys are tougher than we thought. That, that Chris Jones is, is no joke. That Leo Chanel can get after our quarterback. Boy, that offensive line doesn't have Joe Thune, but they're pushing us all around. Those two teams, more Ravens than the Lions, Harry, you cannot go into a game thinking we're tougher than that opposing team, and we don't need to do anything to prove that. If you act that way and you believe that, if you're the Baltimore Ravens, you got what you deserve. And, and I think the first series offensively and def- defensively for the Baltimore Ravens was some of the proof in the pudding. The Ravens go three and out, and then the the Ravens' defense allowed, what, 10 plays, 80-something yards, mm-hmm. and a touchdown by the Kansas City Chiefs while they took off five minutes and 45 seconds off the clock. And then it got they worse in the second possession. Then, then it got even worse, right? So to me, the Kansas City Chiefs, they were locked in, right? They have the experience. They've been there the last six years. They, they, that's their sixth straight AFC championship game in which they played. So the moment was not too big for them. And I think another thing that allowed this football team to thrive uh, on Sunday is the simple fact that they got a lot of their young guys right. that experienced last year on Absolutely. their Super Bowl run. They're so, seven rookies. You're exactly right. And the moment weren't too wasn't too big for those guys last year. I love that. Like we've seen the moment was too big for some of the young guys for the Baltimore Ravens this year. Yeah, no doubt about it. You could say the same thing to San Francisco 49ers. They went through that last year without their two quarterbacks. This was, this was not the first time for a lot of those guys, including their coaching staff. And when they needed to flip it and they were able to, the Detroit Lions got out of their element. Baltimore was knocked out of that element early on because of that guy number 15 in Patrick Mahomes. And the minute he got started early, and I, I love this tweet, by the way, speaking of that, Charles Williamson on Twitter at Coleman ESPN and at H. Douglas 83. He's saying, not saying Baltimore would have won, but if Zay Flowers would have scored, the energy in the building would have stayed with that building and stayed with the Baltimore Ravens. And the entire NFL group of defense coordinators, they've got to figure out how in the hell Travis Kelsey keeps getting open consistently. <laughs> but, but, but for me... And I'll be honest with you, it's the stubbornness, in my opinion, of defensive coordinators thinking that, hey, we can just play Travis Kelsey normal. 
Right. In, in, in yeah. my opinion, that that that's 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 insane to me. Right. Because when you have a guy like Megatron and Calvin Johnson, and you see he he demands the attention of two Saints players mm-hmm. being uh, uh, across from him to to stop him and impede him from catching the football. Right. When you see a Tony Gonzalez against the New York Jets, and I believe it was Rex Ryan as the coach, and they double team Tony and don't allow him off the line of scrimmage, and I also witnessed Bill Belichick do it at times with the New England Patriots. But then we're talking about Travis Kelsey, the greatest tight end that ever played. The game Travis uh-huh. Kelsey who just surpassed yeah. uh, Jerry Rice for most reception who's uh-huh. a part of the best duo in playoff history along yeah. with Patrick Mahomes and you're going to give him free access off the line of scrimmage uh-huh. to be able to run routes and you're not going to try to beat him up beat him over the head do something uh-huh don't give them free access. So, to me, it's it's the pride thing when it comes to defensive coordinators allowing it to continuously happen over and over again. And I, and I get it, y'all. He moves around a lot and he motions, but he doesn't move around in motion on every play. No, he doesn't. Great stuff by Harry Douglas and Freddie Coleman together and Freddie Harry on ESPN Radio. You use the great word normal when it comes to treating Travis Kelsey, and you can't do that. The Lions treated Brock Purdy the same way in the second half. They said, oh, we can treat him like normal. We saw we saw in the first half. He's going to do that in the second half. He's a game manager. He's a game manager. Well, the, he was a better game manager in the second half than the coach of the Detroit Lions was in the second half when it comes to Dan Campbell. That guy did not manage the game because he did not believe Brock Purdy was going to do that in the second half. He did not see or even envision that he would go 13 for 16 for close to 180 yards and run three times for 52 yards and all of a sudden a 24-7 lead disappeared. And also, they scored all five drives in the second half of the San Francisco 49ers. They did not believe that Brock Purdy was going to do that to them in the second half, which was a complete 180 from what he did in the first half. Great name. Shorty Diva Lisa in Detroit wants to win about her Lions. I know. At 888-729-3776. Miss Diva, what you got, my friend? What up, though? What up, though, Miss Diva? Thank you for taking my call. And I love both of you all. I've been listening to you all since the middle of the season um, last fall. Um, I had not listened to ESPN since they, you know, gave my girl Jameel Hill the gas face. But anyway, (laughs) um, we are disappointed, of course. But a lot of my 313 brothers and sisters are putting the blame on those fourth um, down non-conversions that we should have gotten. They should have. They thought they should kick kick the field goals. I don't agree with that. Our field goal kicker is very new, the neophyte, and I don't know if he would have made them. I don't think that would have made a difference. Coach Campbell did coach the way he usually coaches. He believed that they would convert. They didn't. I blame it all on those drop passes, that crazy uh, helmet hit pass that was caught that should have been caught by our receiver. And I just think it was the players just got in their heads thinking it was over. I mean, I personally did, too, because I was making my reservations to Vegas as well. So, <laughs> you know, we, 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 I mean, I was. And, hey, it is what it is. We'll be back. It may not be as easy next year because they're going to be coming from us. It's okay. We're Detroit. We know it's Detroit versus everybody. We, we, we just have to deal with it. They don't, they don't like us, but that's okay. 
Now, I will say this. I, I do believe it was a combination of, 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 of everything, right? And Dan mm-hmm. Campbell played his part in it. And the reason why I was getting on him, um, at least about that second fourth down call, is because you got to be able to read the stadium and read the body language of your football team and, and, and right. understand where the momentum is at that point and to get points, right? Because I played offense, and it's deflating as hell when you drive all the way down the football field and you have a goose egg to show for it on multiple of occasions. No doubt. And at that and at that point, that was the fourth drive of the football game for the Detroit Lions in that second half in which they were unable to get points. Now, as far as players, players got to make plays. Absolutely. Now, on, on the first fourth down, Josh Reynolds got to catch the football. On third and ten, Josh Reynolds got to catch the football. Mm-hmm. Jameer Gibbs cannot fumble that football. But at the same time, when you have a guy in Jared Goff, Jared Goff scrambling into the left side of the, uh, of the football field, uh, excuse me, to the right side of the football field, doesn't matter, left or right. I don't trust Jared Goff scrambling, throwing on the run like I do Jared Goff in that pocket when he's set up. Yeah, but when you get him off his spot, he's not the same guy. No. They got Brock Purdy off his spot, and he wasn't the same guy. He was a better guy than what we saw in the first half. He called earlier, but his phone dropped because he had work, but he's back. Marshawn and Iowa at 888-729-3776. Mr. M, what you got, brother? Well, this is what I wanted to say, man. I'm going to be honest, man. I tried calling you guys last week. But I wanted to talk about the uh, the Justin Fields, Caleb Williams situation, man. Mm-hmm. But being the fact that Brock Purdy, my guy that I've been watching since Iowa, has the best poise, man. He's the only quarterback that's been in – the um, postseason that hasn't had to play with the lead. You get what I'm saying? Every win he has, he had to come back and win that. He had to come back and do that. So I feel like going into this game against Pat Mahomes, you got a quarterback that was the last draft in the league. Nobody even thought about this guy. You ever seen him slam his helmet? You ever seen him talk no mess to the, to the coach or get mad? All he did was come back and do his thing. By the way, what happened with your – by the way, real quick, great points, number one. Yeah. Number two, what happened your family yeah. hitting you up, by the way? Well, because I was, I, was, I was on Snapchat with this. I was like, yo, everybody, I'm on I'm, – I finally reached out to these guys. I want to talk to these guys about this Justin Fields, Caleb Williams, and I want to talk about Brock Purdy so bad, and then it went blank. <laughs> but Marshawn, you're always welcome, brother. Don't worry about that. You're always welcome back, okay? <laughs> man, my man, thank you, man. Thank you. I even got, I, I'm barely on my Twitter, man, and I went on my Twitter just to apologize to you guys. Like, look, man, I want to let you guys know I, I'm sorry about that call drop. I, was, I deliver alcohol for Iowa, so I'm trying to Google my GPS and talk to y'all at the same time, man. Literally. Hey, Marshawn, we family. You know we good, okay? Hey, Marshawn, you owe me a bottle now. Hey, you, hey wait, no, what, no, he doesn't. No, no, what, one call, one drink? call drop. Man, what I drank that 1942 Don Julio. I need one bottle. Don Julio, me. okay. I, yes, listen, sir. we got the Don, we probably got the cheapest Don Julio in the state of Iowa, bro. We don't, we got it wholesale. We don't. <laughs> Marshawn, well, Marshawn and I were thinking for the call. Number two, I cannot believe. That you're trying to pimp yourself out to get free alcohol. Well, my, I read the Bible. It says you have not because you ask not. That's what my mama told me. Wait a minute. Uh-huh. We're going from Don Julio and the Bible in the same breath here? Jesus uh-huh. turned water into wine. Uh-huh. Oh, my uh-huh. Lord. Uh-huh. Had me some Merlot this weekend. Let me take two steps away before lightning strikes all of us dead here on Freddie and Harry on ESPN <laughs> Radio with <laughs> Harry Douglas. I am Freddie Coleman. But it is happy hour. So if it's happy hour, we need a little hang with Herm. You play to win the game. The doors are open. Don't press in. It's happy hour with Herm. 
It's always a good time because it's good for the show, it's good for the soul, and damn it, it's good for the country. Herm Edwards, ESPN NFL analyst, always joining us each and every Monday around this time in studio right here in Freddie Harry and ESPN Radio. You got anything to say about Harry Dugson trying to combine the Bible and alcohol just to try to get free well, alcohol? Well, look, I'm, I'm a Catholic, and yeah, I, but I don't drink the wine. I eat, you know, like. <laughs> the brand, but I don't drink the wine. I'm, I'm not old enough yet. My next life, I'm going to do all that. I'm going to use bad language. I'm, I'm, I'm going to drink. I'm going to smoke in my next life. In this life, I had nothing yet. So I'm waiting on that next one. So that, that, that's where I'm at with all that. But I'm good. You know, I love you two guys, wow. so it's all good. Wow. I tell people that all the time. In my next life, I'm going to try all that. And this one, not yet. Not yet. I ain't ready for it. It's like the old line said, you're hoping to get to heaven, but if you don't, at least you can hang out more with your friends. Boy, I tell you what. A lot of my buddies hit me, but a lot of my buddies, I'm going to see them later on in life. Oh, my Lord, my Lord. I'm going to start first with Ravens Chiefs. If I ask Herm Edwards what happened in that game, what's your answer? Well... I think, look, and, and I'm not one to point fingers, but um, Lamar Jackson did not play in the offense that he's capable of playing in. Mm-hmm. When you look at the numbers, they ran the ball 16 times, threw it 37 times. Um, he went back 13 times as a drop-back passer. That's not Lamar Jackson. That's not the MVP Lamar Jackson. And, 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 and I think it's one of those deals where I've always said this, and I, and I say this as a former player. When you get into, especially big games, mm-hmm. you know, everybody's kind of looking, what do you tell them? You know what I tell yourself, players? Just do what you do. Just do what you do, man. Well, if the coordinator gets in the way of him doing that. Then you know what? Then the head coach steps in and says, whoa, whoa. Coach, what are we doing here? What are we doing? Let him do what he does. We don't have to do – just play football, man. And Lamar looked like a guy yesterday that was just – he was indecisive. Yeah. He was dropping back, drop back. And I'm like, what is this? What am I watching? It looked like a guy. He was just, he was, you could, he played tight. You got to get him involved in a run game. This is one of the best running teams in the National Football League with him being a ball carrier. And they never got into that. They were awful on third down, right? They were 27% on third down. It's not going to win a game in the National eight, Football League at eight, a playoff level. Eight penalties. Mm-hmm. Four of them personal fouls. Mm-hmm. That's immaturity. Then they turn the ball over three times. You're going to do that against that guy? <laughs> Patrick Mahomes? He over there laughing. He said, really? <laughs> you think you're going to beat me? <laughs> you're going to give me some extra possessions? Don't even go down that road, man. I mean, the worst thing you can do against Patrick Mahomes is try to outmaneuver him because you want to keep him on the bench. That's when you're safe. Mm-hmm. You want to keep him on the bench. You want to shorten the game. You don't want to go three and outs. Until it, well, go ahead, Patrick. Go ahead. Go on out there see what you're going to do. You know what he's going to do? He's going to beat you. Mm. By the way, he don't lose playoff games. No, 14, and by the way, 14 can, to 3. By the way, he can play on the road, too. Yeah, 2-0. He, he's 2-0. and all <laughs> Anyway. This boy. Coach, you, you, you were able to coach one of the greatest tight ends of all time mm-hmm. and Tony Gonzalez. I played with him. Yeah. I witnessed defenses on separate occasions – put two guys in front of him so he wouldn't even get off the line of scrimmage. The way teams are defending Travis Kelsey, in my opinion, is the ultimate disrespect. And I understand at times he motions mm. and he moves around and he may shift, but that's not all the time. Right. To to not put or to not jam, try to jam him or be physical with him at the line of scrimmage is disrespectful, in my opinion. Uh, uh, correct. 
that is a correct statement. And any time he's stationary, uh, whether it was in a defensive end, whether it's a linebacker, you have to make sure. I always tell, used to tell the defensive players, put your hands on him. You know, like when you go to that revival meeting and, and the preacher, let me put hands on him. Today. <laughs> yeah. right? I, I, put your hands on him. And if you need some of that water, I got some of that. They got some of that special water over here too. Right? And you got to put your hands on him. You do. You can't. You can't allow a guy like that free access because he's so unique in this sense. When it's zone, he understands the softness in the zone, right? And he finds the soft spot. When it's man, he runs away from leverage. And the quarterback is in tune with this guy. And when they read it together, because remember, Kelsey was a former quarterback. Mm -hmm. So he understands coverage. And he understands, okay, it's zone. Guess what? I'm running away. Patrick Mahomes, no, it's zone. I'm throwing it away. Right? Or I'm I'm, going to sit in the soft spot. I'm sitting in the soft spot. When it's man-to-man and you play outside leverage, okay, it's outside, Roger, outside leverage, I'm going inside. So it's almost like you can't cover this guy. Because you stay outside, he going inside. And man, you stay inside, he going outside. And he's big. You know, and, 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 and look, that was one of his better days. I, he didn't drop a ball. 11 for 11, yep. He, they were on point now because you know why? They understand the moment. It's playoffs. And this is why it's unique. And I always say this. When big moments appear, your best players, they got to play good. We've seen that already in playoff games where, where the stars – Ah, didn't play good? Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is a prime example. Got the best quarterback in the league. Got the best tight end in the league. And you know, you know, the only way we win is to stop these two guys. Ain't nobody stopped them two guys yet. <laughs> I, the only way you stop them is telling them the game starts at 3 o'clock and it actually starts at 2. <laughs> because they get it. Yep. They want to perform. Uh-huh. And, when you, mean, yeah, and when you poke the bear like Justin Tuck and the Ravens did before the game got started. Come on, man. It's like, guys, leave these guys alone. Mm-hmm. You know, because they understand. They want the spotlight. They want to perform. Right. They can't wait to go. Look, these guys, they go to the Super Bowl. They can't wait to get there. Yeah, especially in Las Vegas, too. Oh, boy, oh, boy. That, 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 listen, we, man, yeah. Travis Kelsey got his phenomenal lady, Taylor Swift, up there in the stands. You think he don't want to show up in the biggest moments? Oh, my moments God, absolutely. With yeah. his lady watching him? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She man, everywhere. That, yeah. That, yeah. That's when I wanted to perform the brightest, Coach. Well, I know my um, lady right there in front row watching me. Yeah, she everywhere, man. That, that's a, that, 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 I ain't going to get into that one now. No, that's, that's a whole different story. <laughs> we'll just say it's Taylor Swift. She's part of the NFL. I, I'm yeah. waiting for her to do the halftime show. Maybe next year she'll probably do the halftime uh, show for maybe, the NFL. Maybe she can make an appearance with Usher. You oh, know, that, that, yeah, that's a whole other deal. Okay. Her man with ESB NFL analyst joining us in the studio. He's going to stick around the rest of the hour. So if you got something you want to ask him, you can do that at 888 say ESPN 888 You got a question to hang with her. Here's your chance, 888-729-3776. And what did he know about yesterday's games? And what do you have to say about the coach in one of those games? Herm Edwards stays right with us next on Freddie and Harry and ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. The Freddie and Harry Podcast. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. 
This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of ten hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. It is Reggae Monday on Freddie and Harry presented by Progressive Insurance on the ESPN app. Sirius XM Channel 80 and always tell your smart speaker to play ESPN radio. If some is good, more is better. Because usually on Monday, we're done with Happy Hour with Herm. Not this Monday. You play to win the game. The doors are open. Don't press in. It's Happy Hour with Herm. Herm Edwards sticking around with us in studio like he does each and every Monday around this time. We get a little extra Herm Edwards, ESPN NFL analyst, joining us on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. Hit him on Twitter at Herm Edwards. I must be the only person, Herm, that picked Kansas City to win among the ESPN radio crew because we just heard that promo. You stop that. Don't, every, you, don't you do that. I'm gonna do. Hey, if you can ask for free alcohol and use the Bible to help you, I can do this as far as I'm <laughs> concerned. I think everybody from morning to night picked the Baltimore Ravens except for yeah, me yeah. and Herm Edwards of the, when it comes to Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah. That's right. I picked the Chiefs and I picked the 49ers. Yes, you did because yesterday on Sports Center. I'm going to go. Day. Look, I'm going to go with San Francisco. Okay. I'm going to San Francisco. Okay. There, there's reasons for that, too. Niners and who? Niners and who? Who are they playing? Uh, yeah, the yeah. Super Bowl. It's hard to go against this guy, right? Oh, okay. Patrick Mahomes. Sure, sure. I, I love Lamar Jackson, but Patrick Mahomes continues to win in the playoffs. So he's now 14-3 and three in the playoffs yeah. in his career. Yeah. Six straight conference championship games, about to go to his fourth Super Bowl during that time. But what did you see on the other side in the second half of San Francisco that allowed that prediction by you to come true? Well, obviously it was Brock Purdy. In, in, in the offense. I mean, they, they, they got going because the, the defense needed some help. And, and they struggled. And what was interesting to me was this, is that Detroit stopped running the ball. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know why. <laughs> me neither. Neither I, I, Harry I, I, doesn't I know like, either. It's like you sit there and you just scratch your head and say, have they stopped this yet? No, not really. And so it's almost like, well, we ran too much. They might figure it out. Make them figure it out. Make us stop it. But anyway, the 49ers offense got going mm-hmm. uh, and, and really was Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy's ability to extend the play, I think, was shocking to a lot of people. That, you know, all of a sudden he was outside running, made some critical runs. Yes, he Not did. big time, just enough to move the chains, right, when they were stuck. And, and that defense wasn't ready for that. It caught him off off guard a little bit, right? And so, you know, then he made some plays. IU catches the one off the helmet, mm-hmm. uh, and then they get going. Obviously, um, the situation where Coach went for it on fourth down, look, and I'm not I'm, – look here, here, I'm going to tell you this. I'm not second-guessing Coach. Absolutely. This is how they played all year, but I will tell you this. The calculation is this when you're a head coach and you sit there. When you decide, whatever way you go, in games – the momentum is very important in football. 
in football, the momentum. And when you have somebody on the ropes, right? When you have them on the ropes, I, the question you got to ask, if this is a question I always just ask myself, if this doesn't work, I'm letting them off the hook and I'm creating some momentum for them. Okay. It happened twice. And what happened? They scored. And that's the ball game. And when those guys scored, they went, you know what? Okay, we're the San Francisco 49ers. You want to give us another chance? You can't give them chances, man. You can't give a veteran playoff team chances. And you, the momentum switch. Detroit was they, – they were beating them up. They, they, they were bullying them. Absolutely. The first half. No they question. played bully ball. No and question. it was almost they went in the locker room and went, oh, man, we're leading. Yeah. <laughs> just, keep lead, just keep doing what you're doing. And all of a sudden, they got into some situations that I know the coach is trying to – he's trying to win it right then. Mm-hmm. But the question you got to ask yourself, this is a veteran team. If this doesn't work, if I don't make this, do I give them momentum? They took it twice and went right down and scored. Coach, wow. you had Nick Bosa after the game actually mention mm-hmm. when did he when did he feel like things swung over to them? And it was that first, fourth down, fourth and two situation in which they were able to get a stop. Should Josh Reynolds catch the football? Yep. Yes, but he didn't catch the football. Catch we the can't football. copy and paste and make him catch it. He dropped it. He dropped it. Right? But I, I think for me – it's that it's that fourth drive of the second half when you have a fourth and three situation. Yeah. And understanding the momentum in the game, like you just mentioned, yeah. the previous three possessions, yep. you got stopped on downs, you had a fumble by Jameer Gibbs, mm-hmm. and then you had a third and ten drop that forced you to punt. So I, I, I told Freddie this earlier, it's deflating as an offense going down the football field on multiple of occasions and coming up with zero points. Kick the ball and tie the game up, at least at that moment. Yep, and, and look, and you make a great point, and, and, and I think this too, we have to understand this. A lot of these guys, now Jared Goff's been in this situation before, but a lot of these players on the Detroit Lions, they've never been there. Mm-hmm. It's, it, look, Harry knows, I mean, you know, it, 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 all of a sudden it's different. We, 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 we win this, we're going to the Super Bowl. All right. At halftime, they're going, ooh. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Look, I, Harry's been play, I've been in playoff games. You know it's like, oh, you know, it's like, it's almost, let's hurry up and get it over with. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. You got to keep playing because them dudes are going to keep playing. They're not out of this. This is a championship football team. They are waiting for you to blink. And they blinked. And when they blinked, them dudes went, whoop. And all of a sudden, the momentum changed in that game, and you you could just feel it. I watched it. It was almost on the screen. I said, oh, these boys in trouble. Now. Yeah, you could see it like a wave. Yeah. Yeah. You just saw it, you just, you just saw it switch. Wow. Wow. Amazing. Herm, Herm Edwards, ESPN NFL Owls, each and every Monday. is happy hour with Herm joining us in studio on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. I firmly believe this. You can tell me if I'm right or wrong when it comes to Detroit and San Francisco, especially in that second half when they did the exact opposite, what made them successful in the first half. I wonder how much of maybe his decision-making, play-calling, was for the fact they didn't believe that Brock Purdy could beat them in the second half. What do you think about that? Yeah, well, you know, because this is supposedly a team that needs to play with a lead because that's how they want to play mm-hmm. and let that defense run and knock the quarterback down and the DBs make plays in the back end and those two linebackers run around and, you know, do what they do. Um, and, you know, Brock Purdy's this game manager. Um, well, he managed it all right. <laughs> he, he, he managed it really good. He managed to say, okay, you don't think I can run? Watch this. You know, he made some big-time first downs with his legs and then made some throws. Yep. And I think it almost caught him off guard. It shocked him. It's mm-hmm. like, what? 
This dude did what? They weren't he expecting left? that. No, they didn't think he no, could do no. it. And then they tried to spy him one time. They had the backer up there. Uh-huh. And, and, and then the backer was too, a little bit too deep. And, and he kind of ran at him and, and, and ran to the right. And the backer thought, I'm going to catch this guy. They didn't, he didn't catch him. He just ran away from him. Try again. That's Vanilla Vic over you there. You know, and it was, it, was, it was very interesting how the thing played out. And you could see as they gained momentum, then it was like, uh-oh. And look, drop balls, right? The game got too fast. It, it did. And, and look, yep, the running it. back ran the wrong way. On the fumble. On the fumble. On the fumble. He yep. ran the wrong way. That's what actually caused the fumble. That's exactly really. right. So all these things became all of a sudden. Look, I've been there, man. I've been in playoff games, man. And when you first go and you get to that one, that first one, you sit there and and you know we got in the playoffs. I remember our first year, and it was like okay, and it's like we got this, and all of a sudden went ooh. This is different. When you coach the Jets against the Raiders? No, no, I'm talking when I was a player. When, a player. Even. when okay. I was a player. Okay. Even when I was a player, yep. you go, ooh, this is different, yeah. right? And and then and the more you get into that that arena of being a playoff team, it's just different, man. I, I can't explain it. It's not harder, but it's just something about it. It's like, ooh, uh-huh. the st- I guess the stakes are much higher. Absolutely. Right? And because I can remember when we got to the championship game as a player. With the Eagles, right? And, you know, we walk in the stadium and you're doing the pregame warm up and you're kind of walking and you start thinking to yourself, you're going, man, we win this game, we're going to Super Bowl. And it's like, whoa. It's like, really? And you think about it for a moment, you go, if we win this game, because in football, there's always another week, there's always another mm-hmm. game, yeah. but this is the one where you go, if we win this game, we're actually going to the Super Bowl, man. Wow. Right? And it's a funny feeling because most players in their career never get to play in that game. I played in it once. That's it. So Mm. I'll tell you about my experience, though, Coach. um, And for those players on both sides, for the Ravens and the Detroit Lions, the mistakes that they made, they will never be able to get over in their life. Because I had one in 2012 that I will never be able to get over in my life, and I still think about to this day, in which Mm. we had about four or five plays of uncharacteristic things that happened to us against the San Francisco 49ers, and we were up 17 to zip. That's exactly right. And things that we we knew wouldn't happen on a regular basis. And it was just just upsetting, but it's something I will never in my life get over to to the – even when I'm up in heaven, after no. I repent for asking for that bottle of liquor, <laughs> I'm going to remember it while I'm up there, too. Yeah. Wow. And it's, it's it, all I can say is this, and it's a different atmosphere, man, mm-hmm. compared to the regular season. And, the, and when you win one yeah. and you win another one and you get to play in that championship game, oh, it's like, ooh, we win this, boys. We're going to Super Bowl. I'll say this real quick as a fan. One of the few playoff games I've ever had a chance to go to is when the Jets played the Jacksonville Jaguars. Oh yeah, when they had you know Testa Verde, Keyshawn, yeah, 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 those yeah, yeah, guys. Yeah, yeah. And I've been in I've been in Giant Stadium before. Yeah, it didn't feel like Giant Stadium oh. when you walked in that building, Harry and Herm. It, oh. I said this. It felt like the first time I was in a football stadium. Yep, everything just seemed different as a fan. And I've been in that place where it's been loud. Yeah. I've been there for a Rolling Stones concert yeah. where it was loud. It was never as loud as that day. And you know when what? They else? Played and Harry knows this because he's played in them. You think an NFL game is fast? Oh, the play! It, it felt that game felt like it lasted two seconds. Whoa! I'm dead. You're, you're completely right, her. Whoa! It's like, man. Yeah. This is really fast. Yeah, it's like we got there at one o'clock and we blinked out. The game was over. Yeah. I'm thinking, yeah. where did three and a half hours and go? And the players are playing so fast. It's like, man. Mm-hmm. 
It's it's just it's, exactly it, it, right. it, 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 it's really it's a great feeling when you get to play these games, man. I'd have given it anything to play in a playoff oh, game. I'd have given anything boy. to have done that. What you boy. guys were able to do as a coach and as a player, Herm Edwards, ESPN NFL Allison Studio, do a little hanging with Herm and part of Happy Hour with Freddie and Harry and ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. If you got a question for Coach Herm to hang with him, here's your chance. What do you got to say about Championship Sunday? Herm will answer it at Triple H. Say ESPN eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six. Your calls are next on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. The Freddie and Harry Podcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. It is a reggae Monday known as Freddie and Harry, presented by Progressive Insurance. Harry Douglas, Freddie Coleman together. Our man and FOS friend of the show, Herm Edwards, in studio like he is each and every Monday. We get a little bonus, Herm Edwards, today as an ESPN football analyst. And a part of that bonus, you get a chance to ask Herm a question from Championship Sunday at Triple H, say ESPN, 888-729-3776. You get a chance to hang with Herm like Josh in Florida. Josh, what you got, my friend? I just got a question for Coach. Uh, I'm a longtime Chiefs fan, um, but it seemed like they're asking, I don't know if they're asking too much of Lamar, but he just looks so uncomfortable in the pocket. Uh, With his ability, it seems like he always wants to, I don't know, drop back for a couple seconds and then scramble, but it seems like they're confining him to the the, uh, pocket more and not letting him be an athlete that he is. Yeah, that's... Uh, see what the coach says about that. No, that's a great observation. We talked about it a little earlier and the fact that when they ran their offense this year, uh, they were an outstanding running team, and Lamar was part of that, and that's how you get him going. For some reason, um, they must have got the script uh, messed up because you're exactly right. Lamar looked like a a deer in headlights uh, yesterday, dropping back, trying to throw passes. It it, it It was hard to watch because he doesn't play that way. He's the MVP of the league, by the way, and he did not play that way because if he did, he wouldn't be the MVP. But uh, you, you saw it right. No, and I agree with you, Coach. But also I would say this, too, when it comes to Lamar, 
you got to understand the moment, man. I understand what you were trying to do coming into this season and be better from the pocket, right? But at, at the end of the day, when all the chips are on the line, you're the guy that's out there on that football field. If yeah. you're not spectacular, it's going to be hard for your football team to win. So it, it, it's okay for you to be yourself. You had nothing to prove to the Kansas City Chiefs by throwing the football. You got to be yourself and what got you to the National Football League and also what's allowed you to have major success since being in the National Football League. Well, he was the second, you know, he was the second lead rusher on the team. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. I yeah. mean, so that was part of their offense, but for some reason it didn't get called. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, right? It yeah. was just I, I don't know why it was just bizarre watching. I was like, what are they doing? Yeah, Lamar Jackson have a good game. Todd Monken did not have a good game calling plays the offensive coordinator of Baltimore no, Ravens. No. Not at all. Jason in Las Vegas, what kind of question do you have with Coach Herm Edwards, my friend? First, allow me to give you a little soliloquy. Uh, my man, Hot Lana Harry, was good. Uh, happy Herm, what's going on? And my man, Freddie the Furious. Now, the last time I was listening and somebody tried to come on and tell you about basketball, you gave them the business. So that's why I call you the Furious. Because you better not come. If you come at Freddie, you better come with some knowledge. And second of all, um, Herm, I don't mean to disrespect you because you are alumni of the Eagles, but the Pigeons got what they deserve. That clown on the sideline, Siriano, walking up and down, playing wow. against the Giants, looking like a clown. I'm glad he got his comeuppance. Petted one and then to end up like a bum in the shower. That's what he deserved. But more than anything, Herb, I want to ask you one really serious question. Sure. Don't you think that even when you, uh, you're only down seven and you don't – and you – away from the run completely when all you were was a running team. Now, I understand you're trying to be a bully, but as old school remembers, you get a lead and you run the ball. As As a Giant fan, playing against the Buffalo Bills, we kept them on the sidelines while we punched them in the mouth and all day long ran that ball. Yeah, that That's a correct statement. You know, make them stop what you're doing well. And if they can't stop it, just continue to do it. You're trying to win a game. It's, it's not, you know, it doesn't have to look pretty. Mm-hmm. All, all you want is to make sure that you have more than the other team. And if you're running football and that's what you're doing well, just continue to do it. Yeah. So you're exactly right. Yeah, the Lions stopped doing it and the Ravens refused to do it. And yeah. where are they? In 13 days, they're going to be doing the same thing that Harry Douglas, Freddie Coleman, you and Herman will be doing. Watching it. And watching the Super Bowl. And the only way they're going to get the Super Bowl will be their patron and having a ticket. He's a great follow on Twitter, Herman Edwards. We always love Mondays. He has a chance to do happy hour with Herman Edwards, ESPN NFL, and is always gracious with his time on Freddie and Harry. I always appreciate you, Coach. Thank you so much again, my man. Thank you, my friends. It's good being here. I'll see you all next week. Yes, we will. Maybe right. with a glass of wine based on Harry trying to score Watch some wine from Marshawn in Iowa. That's what he's trying to do. Be careful. Drink it slow now. Drink yeah. it slow. Let it go down smooth. <laughs> put, put it this way. If it's free, he'll drink it slow as possible to savor that whole it. thing as far as that goes. You can weigh in on Twitter as well, Coleman ESPN and at HDouglas83, and you're going to find out from each of us which loss is going to be harder to recover from, what happened to the Lions or what happened to the Baltimore Ravens. This is Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Thanks for listening to the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. You can also listen to Freddie and Harry live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch and listen on the ESPN app. The Freddie and Harry podcast. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. 
Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.